What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? This is your girl, St. Owen, and I'm back again. I may be your friend, I may be your foe, I don't know, but all I know is I'm so happy to be back with you all. Um, I have another amazing guest. Um, her name is Julie, and I want her to go ahead and int introduce herself because um, just hearing a little bit about her story, it's amazing and it's empowering, and I just can't wait for you all to hear what Julie has to say. Go ahead, Julie. Let everybody know who you be. Oh, hi, everyone. Ciao. <laughs> I'm saying ciao because I'm in the Italian Alps. So we awesome. say ciao. <laughs> uh, so I'm Judy Alves, and I'm known as the fearless lioness specialist because I used to be an abandoned, rejected, invisible, abused, mm -hmm. and people-pleasing kitten. Mm -hmm. But now I have completely revolutionized and transformed myself into a fearless, strong, and confident lioness as well as I found my roar again. Mm. I even have my own unique definition for the word fear. Um, I'm extremely passionate about my mission, which is to help 1 billion female entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. uh, uh, entrepreneurial kittens, sorry, become fearless, strong and confident lionesses that they were born as and want to be again so that they can live a life by design and not by default. Yeah. So for the past 13 years, I've helped many women in my city and around the world virtually who suffer from things like uh, imposter syndrome, people pleasing, the many different kinds of fear uh, to become fearless, strong and confident lionesses to find their roar again. Yeah. And I can successfully help um, your female audience members uh, to of their fears and double their self-esteem in only three months. Uh, and right now I'm busy promoting my seven day law of attraction challenge, which is fun and transformative because I'm a powerful manifesting generator. And I've recently manifested a, a free home, basically rent and bills free in the gorgeous okay. Italian Alps. Well, I definitely I will want that link because I'm working on my manifestation. Oh, well, good. Well, the, well, I know that I've I've, I've been work I've been manifesting manifesting. <laughs> um, feel like I've been manifesting for like the last I'll say maybe two years. Just really oh. start start moving into the directions of that I've always wanted to see myself. So, yes. and you talked a lot. Of, you said that you said you have your own special definition of what is fear. Can you tell us what that is? Yes. Yes, I've come up with, um, well, let me just tell you what the three main definitions people have heard of. Right. There's, the, there's the negative one, which is, um, um, oh, I forget forget everything and run. <laughs> forget everything and run, okay? okay? Then there's face everything and rise, mm -hmm. which is the positive one. And then there's the neutral one, which is um, um, false evidence appearing real. Mm, I like that. My one is feel excited and roar. Feel excited and roar. I like that. And I, I like I like that you said that you finding your roar because I felt like I had that. I think a lot of women, especially like during the pandemic and or just mm -hmm. in general, like people really lost themselves yes. because they or maybe found themselves because they found that the found that they were forced to have a lot more time to themselves and so they had to like really do some work and you know not let you know fear take hold of them in any capacity of you know any de definition can That's you true. um 
can you tell me like how was 2020 for you and with your business and like did you did you see any different um different challenges that you that you didn't face when when you first started your business 13 years ago I didn't officially start my business 13 years ago oh, I, okay. I actually started it after the the lockdown because I had to pivot like most people got you. pivot from mm -hmm bricks and mortar or face-to-face -face kind of working. Um, and I had to change careers. This is my sixth career I'm doing now as a transformational coach. Um, I couldn't do air because of the lockdown and because of the, the, the very, very strict, um, I'm sure you heard on the news, the very strict martial law and um, lockdown here, everything shut yeah. down for quite a while. So I couldn't, I couldn't teach English anymore, which was my bread and butter. Mm -hmm. So I, um, well, I went on holiday, to be honest, for three months. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people did because we didn't, we didn't think it was going to last so long, did we? And also, did not. <laughs> and also it was like, oh, wow, I've got so much freedom, no pressure to go to work. Mm -hmm. uh, so I took a three month holiday. <laughs> Sounds liberating. <laughs> and then I thought, oh dear, let's start thinking about the future because we really don't know how long this is going to last. And so the universe, again, manifestation, the universe sent me an email, which mm -hmm. allowed me to become NLP certified. And to be honest, it was becoming a coach was something I was toying with the idea. I just didn't have that big drive and big push to move me into that arena. But this email came in and it was like, wow, this is a sign from the universe I cannot ignore. So I went mm -hmm. ahead and got certified. Yeah. Right. So that's what I was doing in 2020. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. So, so the, so like, so 2020, the, the pandemic, like everything else sent you on that opportunity or just like, had, you had no choice, but to, like you said, pivot yeah. and find something different. And you yes. said this is your sixth career. That's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. so is this the most, would you say this is the most rewarding career that you've had? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. it is. Yes. Yeah. And, awesome. and it's just really, it's just a stepping stone from what I was doing, which is mm -hmm. teaching formally. Um, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Now I'm teaching and mentoring and guiding. Um, but I'm what I'm doing is I'm helping um, humanity in a bigger capacity. Because for me, I believe fear is the number one reason holding us back. And fear comes in so many different shapes and sizes and colors. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, let's let's go ahead and get into your story. Could you share more about like your personal journey uh, from becoming, like you said, that, you know, abandoned yes. um, and, and just like tell us how you got to this point where you were wanted okay. to get people out of their uh, out of their own way? OK, no problem. I'll um, keep it brief because it's a long story. But uh, basically, um, um, back in the 70s in China, uh, mm -hmm. Because I'm 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 the best of British and Oriental, and I'll explain why. So in the 1970s in China, they had a one-child policy, and mm -hmm. they only they had this idea that they only wanted boys, and this has now left their population out of balance, right? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know the exact reason, but I was rejected and I was abandoned mm -hmm. um, at about the age of two, and I was left in a big, oh. a big dumpster at the side of the road. And, and basically, 
what many people don't realize is we are actually born lions and lionesses and mm. it's because of all these different layers I, I like to um use an analogy of an onion you put layers on and um you have to these layers are your your upbringing from your parents what they know about parenting your education your school education the society okay mm. and these are all layers added on to you but you get so many layers and you forget who you really are so you have to really peel back the layers to find out and get back to your real true self which is your lion or lioness so for me because i hadn't had all these layers piled onto me i was still a lioness so i screamed out my lungs to be rescued which worked mm -hmm. you know and then i was um immediately taken to the uh, orphanage and i was very very lucky somebody was ready and keen to adopt me so a british couple adopted me mm -hmm. um, and i had a fairly uh, i i lived an ex expat life uh, and I have to say, it wasn't perfect. It was better than what um, what I had come from, but it wasn't a perfect upbringing. I don't think anybody's had a perfect upbringing, to be honest. And it wasn't until, so that's my humble beginnings, but it wasn't until 2006 when my adopted father died mm. and my whole world fell apart and it came crashing down around my ears. Yeah. And basically, quite literally, a shit dumpster was parked outside my door for 10 months and I suffered, you know, so many traumatic incidents, literally back to back. I mm. lost my job. I ended my five year relationship with my fiance. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a car accident. All these things mm. uh, happened to me and, and they really helped, you know, they, they, they kind of mentally forced me down a, a, deep, dark, downward spiral, and I got stuck in this horrible tunnel, which I thought would never end. Mm -hmm. um, and I had, I was so desperate, and I, I had suicidal thoughts, and I was doing all of this on my own. I was grieving a lot. Yeah. And I, I, I was doing it all on my own. My friends seemed to abandon me. My mm. family couldn't understand why I was grieving so much. Um, so they abandoned me. And, and I was trying everything I could from a, a practical point of view, you know, getting therapy, right. um, going to the doctor and seeing what, what they could do and, and eat comfort food eating, that wasn't good. And it, it just made me feel worse. And it wasn't until the doctor prescribed very strong antidepressants that really made me lose control that I suddenly, it suddenly woke me up to, hmm. to realizing the answer, the solution is not outside of me. It's got to be inside of me. So I have to dig deep, find the courage to inside of me to learn how I can change my thinking, my mindset, so that I could help myself heal, right? right. Once, I'd, once I'd cracked this and I changed my mindset through two very, very um, important, what I call life-changing self-development books, you know, I, I transformed and revolutionized myself into a lioness and I climbed myself out of that big dark well and out of the tunnel and, and I've been growing and getting stronger ever since. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's amazing. Like, I, I know we we talked offline and got I got a chance to read a, some of your story. And yes. uh, when you said 2006, I actually had... I, 
ahead of time in 2016, because like them sixes, honey, um, they it changed me. Like I, I had a lot of grief. I lost my job. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sorry you lost your father. I lost my father in 2018. And yeah. one thing I learned about grief is that we grief is just more than when we lose someone. You know, we lose our when we lose our jobs, we losing that that feeling a sense of identity. And so I really, really like. Uh, connect with you on that so with with you being a coach i'm I'm, the the podcast is called co-size and tangents for a reason i may go off on a tangent or so you know (laughs) and i mean i like to jump around because you know nothing is linear therefore my thoughts are my questions are so i just want to tell you that so i just want to know like how why do you feel that someone needs a coach um why do you feel like um, cause, cause some people are going to say, well, she did it by herself. Why do I need someone to coach me? Can you, can you ask that, answer that question? Uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have sought out coaches for my business. Mm-hmm. And I have sought out people who probably should have the title of coach, but they didn't, they chose another title. Mm-hmm. And for me, having a coach in your life is like having your your best friend in the next room mm-hmm. making make, checking in on you to make sure that you are following the the blueprint blueprint or plan okay that you've both um, agreed upon that you'll follow um they are there to support you to answer any questions that you have they are there to make you accountable Mm-hmm. And, um, to encourage you, they're, they're your cheerleader as well. And and now I think everybody needs somebody like this in their life because many of us really are struggling. And when we talk about business and entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurship, it's really a lonely kind of job and career. And mm-hmm. having a coach who's got your back and who's supporting you really helps you to stay focused on your dream of being successful, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So, many, so many coaches, not coaches, but so many businesses fail because they don't have the the support, the love and support and encouragement behind them. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I think it's really important to have a coach, not least just from the accountability side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How, how would you, because I feel like, we use certain words like accountability and um kind of buzzy like yes. like sometimes people always i felt like people like i need to give myself grace but they don't actually give themselves grace they say those words what but what is your definition of accountability okay good question accountability for me is i well let me just explain i suffer from adhd unrest i'm restless okay me and too. I, yeah, and we get, I, think, I think most of women do now. <laughs> We're all yeah. coming out of the shadows. Um, yeah, but it's difficult for me to stay focused on something. And I, I take breaks, but then I get distracted very, very easily. And if I'm not focused um, on, on my plan and following through on my plan, I will procrastinate because... Mm-hmm. It's part of the amygdala um, doesn't want to, um, uh, it's protecting itself. The, the, the amygdala part of your brain is trying to protect you from harm and overload and overwhelm, right? And right. you hear so many stories of, of burnout. So as an ADHD 
um, person, um, my brain is telling me not to not to do too much, or I'll become burnt out. Burnt out, right? Mm-hmm. And so yep. If I have an accountability uh, person who's a coach, um, they can check in with me. How are you doing today? You were supposed to be doing that. Um, the task relating to such and such. Have you done it? How are you getting on? Um, and if I'm watching a movie, let's say, because I've been distracted, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I need to go and do that. Right. Thanks for the reminder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, if, because if the calendar event pops up, ding, 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 and you're like, oh, it's just a calendar, you know, no biggie if I ignore it, right? Right. Yeah. But if it's somebody on the other end, you feel obligated. There's, there's, a, there's a kind of... Um, uh obligation that you feel and you feel a little bit guilty if you don't do it because you promised this person and also you've paid money for this person to really kick you up the bum when you need it yeah that's true because that's one thing money is like yeah the thing that keeps people like well if i spend money on i might as well go here and do it <laughs> exactly exactly yes mm-hmm. people who pay pay attention right mm, yep yeah mm. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so you, so your your business is called um, Unleash Your Lioness, right? Yeah. And so, as a as a founder, so your what is your mission? Um, mm-hmm. Well, I know you said your mission was to help uh, one billion women. So yeah. can you can you tell us some of the the ways that you you know utilize your training or your coaching to help women get to those points? And I think, and you said like within three months and stuff like that. So how? Yeah, yeah. So in three months, I have a, I have a roadmap that mm-hmm. consists of three phases, and in those three phases, there are four modules, mm-hmm. and these are tried and tested methods and methodologies and techniques and tricks that I've actually used to great effect. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's that's what's great about a, a coach. A coach like me. Um, the transformation coach has done all the hard work for you, you know, mm-hmm. finding the tools that actually work on your brain and, and help you to change your, your fixed mindset to growth mindset, right? Right. So I use various different modalities um, mm-hmm. that work, um, that target things like um, your fear, getting to grips with knowing your fear fiend, understanding um about self-esteem and how how you see yourself you know i mean most people especially women are not able to see themselves naked in the mirror it took me a while to be comfortable in my own skin mm, same. yeah mm-hmm. and, and so when you use the techniques that that i teach you will be able to stand in front of the mirror naked and, and look at yourself and appreciate that you you are in a body that you have to accept. If you don't accept it, then then change it. Yeah, right. You have the power to change your your body shape and yeah, not this body type, but you can change the shape, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, your strength, your ability to do certain things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I cover self esteem, fear and self esteem mainly, but I throw in there um, some law of attraction stuff because I really think that's important. Um, people are um, desperately are focused these days on their dream life, their dream career or business. And so I help them um, in the early phases um, how to um, 
narrow down and clarify what is it their, their dream consists of and how do they visualize it. Um, and then I help them to get into that um, mental and spiritual zone so that they can manifest like a like a mofo <laughs> right <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay mm -hmm. um so there's a bit of law of, law of attraction in there there's also uh, i'm a i'm a pranic energy healer so there's some of that in there because we have so many blockages right if it's not limiting beliefs it's negative energy if it's not negative energy it's something else right mm -hmm. so it's it's i feel it's my responsibility as a coach to remove as much negative things from your from, from your brain and from your body and so chronic energy healing which i've had a lot of success with is great for clearing the blockages the energy blockages inside of you and mm -hmm. we all we all want to be in flow right everybody's talking about flow now mm -hmm. yeah, Zen, so flow exactly so that helps mm -hmm. yeah and then what? i then i have sorry then i have something this is really this is really cool then mm -hmm. I have something that's really, really interactive and fun. Ooh. And my clients really love this. I get people to create a playlist. And in this playlist, they, um, they have access to motivational songs with really powerful words and lyrics, right? Mm -hmm. And then they also have exercises where they have to record their voice doing the homework. And then that gets added to their playlist. So by the end of the three months, they've got a really powerful motivational playlist that they can listen to. And what's really important is if you can record your voice, you're training your brain, your subconscious mind to hear you speaking really positive words. And so you change your vocabulary from negative to positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. I never thought about that as a, a way of... Yeah, it's a great technique. Yeah, pr uh, training your brain. Because, like, I have a podcast, but I don't listen to myself all the time. <laughs> I, listen, I listen when I'm editing, but I don't just go back and be like, yeah, that was some good words. <laughs> I need to... All right. <laughs> well, can, I, can we kind of go on back into just what when you first talked? I was just wanted to... Well, I wanted to ask some questions just like what what is for our audience who don't know like can you tell us like what is imposter syndrome um because i feel like we all suffer from it but i just want to make sure we all know what the definition is because okay so in in layman's terms imposter syndrome is when you feel like you are an imposter i.e you are not worthy um of being a coach of having the title of a coach of um you feel like uh you don't have the expertise you haven't had the years experience i i certainly felt like this when i was transitioning i took a i took a baby step out of the nine to five world and went into becoming a contractor that's not quite fully entrepreneurial but mm -hmm. it's a middle ground and i was really scared and i thought because society dictated that as a contractor in the engineering field, which is where I used to work, um, you had to be over 60 and you had to have worked in engineering for no less than 30 years. And I only had like um, eight years experience under my belt. And I thought, is that enough experience? You know, and I was mm -hmm. 
I was really down on myself thinking, no, no, you, you're not good enough to be a contractor. Who's going to hire you as a contractor? Mm. You're, too, you're too new. You've got zero experience. But what I had done in my career was I was changing jobs so often. And so by changing jobs so often, I got that, um, I managed to pick up so many tools very quickly. And the training I got on the job training was amazing. So I had all the school, the, the, um, the experience and the skills. And as long as I've got the experience and the skills, it doesn't matter how long I've been working, really, mm -hmm. I was able to help big blue chip companies with the skills that I'd attained. Yeah. Yeah. Experience. And, and in the nine to five job anyway, they do give you hands on experience. You, you never, you never have the experience of a previous company that you can just hit the ground running with another company because they have their own procedures and standards that you have to follow when they're working practices. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what imposter syndrome means. It, it, it's, it's basically you saying I'm not good enough yeah. and basically talking yourself out of a great opportunity. Man. And I, and I feel like we, I think we all can relate, especially I know with myself, I felt like that when I was coming into podcasts, I was like, I don't have, you know, yeah. following and da, yeah. da, 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 da. But like you said, you get so many skills, yeah. just one in your daily life and your jobs that you take that you like, you just kind of have to like work through that. So, yes. so Sorry. with that being said, like you mentioned, like, you, you know, you help people with that, with the imposter syndrome, anxiety, mm -hmm. people pleasing, which is a big one because Sis, I am a people pleaser all the day and I'm working on that. <laughs> but like, what are some of the ways that you, you know, you help people in, you know, as a coach to address some of those challenges? With okay, well, the, the, the two biggies at the moment seem to be anxiety and depression. Yeah. So for anxiety, I would use something called um, the positive intelligence method, which has been um, heavily researched and scientifically proven to work. And um, there's a particular method, part of the method, um, called tactile. And basically, it involves you, so, so you're feeling anxious, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe a panic attack is coming on, or you feel you're, you're, you're getting heart palpitations. So what you need to do is just close your eyes and try to get back into your body, because the anxiety is triggered by your ego mind and your subconscious mind, probably worrying about the future or probably worrying about the past, but you're not present in your body. Uh, right. So the trick is to get in back into your body so you can calm yourself down and get your nervous system in, in a calm state. So by closing your eyes, what you do, and you can do this now, is you put your hands together, okay, like you're praying, and mm -hmm. you just gently rub your hands together one 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 they slide over each other yeah mm -hmm. down and then what you should do as well is tickle your wrist so you can feel just lightly enough so you can feel it tickling mm, okay. okay on each side mm -hmm. and that it's it's um if you just concentrate on that tactile feeling it brings you back into your body and these thoughts of worry and anxiety start to fade away 
And when you feel relaxed and you're back in your body and your thoughts of your mind has stopped racing, that's when you can open your eyes and then you can then make a calm decision decision as to what you're going to do about the anxiety, the anxiety that you've just felt because of the, the, the situation that you're in, right? Right. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like when you see people clap their hands and they'd be like, they rub them together and like, let's go, you know, in movies, you'd be like, they clap and they'd be like, Shh. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so but I guess is, but, but when they do that, though, no, the, the thing is, when they do that, they're not really fully conscious that they're doing it. It's right. just an automatic thing. What I'm making you do is to slow down the action so it's very deliberate. Mm, right. aware that you're doing it, yeah? Right, and I, I feel like that's one thing I think Pete, I've learned that our bodies kind of is kind of like automatic pilot yes. and like even with our breathing yes. and I, I, I just did some research into breathing because like mm -hmm. my, my uh, cousin she's yep. whenever I used to have panic attacks I'll call her and she'll help me with my breathing and I was yeah. like mm -hmm. and I realized when they were talking about how you had to breathe from your diaphragm and I was like yes. we really don't breathe intentionally like we're just kind of like going through like in the automatic pilot of life so everything is about intentionality Yes. And, and like, so that clapping, doing the rubbing your palms together and doing it, you bringing yourself intentionally back into the present. Because yes. I know I float all over the world and don't be living in the present. <laughs> all okay. the time. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the second uh, area to tackle is depression. I've helped um, a lady who was, uh, who had bipolar mm. and she was uh, one, I mean, it, it, she, she, switched between being happy and being depressed in the matter of hours okay oh, same day so a great a great um method for her to use and i recommend for everybody is to use post-it notes okay uh -huh. I'm, I'm assuming your audience know what post-it notes are they're great so, so. <laughs> okay so what you do is you write out um blessings uh -huh really, really good things that you are grateful for and positive affirmations. Now, a positive, positive affirmation is something about you. In this case, you would write it about yourself. So you would say something like, I am strong. I am confident. I am fearless. I am beautiful. These kinds of things, right? Uh -huh. And you stick them all over your house, especially in the places where you spend a lot of time, like in front of the mirror, stick a couple on the mirror uh -huh. yeah by your yeah. computer stick i had a whole ton of them around my monitor right? <laughs> yeah. yeah you gotta keep that constant reminder uh -huh. yeah exactly and what it what these affirmations and blessings do is they lift your mood and they raise your vibration and once your vibration is raised you come out of the depression spiral uh -huh. yeah when you're in depression you're in a very low vibrational um frequency just like in that with anxiety too but with depression you you need a way of um seeing your life in a different perspective that's why it's good to focus on blessings and the good things about yourself that you can write down and you can visually see yeah mm -hmm. you can even go one further um and this is why i i do my playlist is you can record yourself saying, I am grateful and thankful for these wonderful things in my life and um, verbally um, 
record your voice saying all the positive affirmations and then just keep playing it back to you during the day on repeat, your subconscious mind will pick it up, even if it's just playing in the background, right? Mm -hmm. It does, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember like on TikTok and Facebook, they had this like, you be careful what you listen to because you have manifested. And I, and I agree, like, but, but then, like, I never thought about, why don't you just listen to yourself speaking good to yourself? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And we, and we are our worst, our own worst enemy and critic. So mm. wasn't it nice for us to hear ourselves saying nice things about us and giving us kudos? Yeah. Just like, because, yeah. uh, and it's such a simple, it seems so simple, but like, I, like you, when you said that, I never thought about like recording myself and just putting it on a, on a replay. Yeah. Uh, so what do you what so with that with helping with those techniques like what are some of the the obstacles and like you faced when when you started your business and then also what are some of the obstacles you you see like as a trend that women um typically have when they're trying to reclaim their lioness okay so um you're you're referring to my entrepreneurial journey into coaching right yes yes mm -hmm. The first part of the question okay correct so, mm -hmm. so for me it was um giving too much of myself to others and this i think is is um common for many women it's inherent in in women because we have this maternal instinct um to to put others before us before we think about ourselves right mm -hmm. and we don't we forget to allocate time for ourselves to practice self-love and self-care, right? Is that mm -hmm. true for you? Yeah, well, that's definitely true. Because yes. I know, because I like when you talk about the people pleasing, that, that's what it goes in for me. Yes. When I yes. hear you say that, because like yes. my 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 issue is like I, I've been working on it is like I enjoy people pleasing. I enjoy the pleasure people get out of that I can provide them. But I also have to remember that I am people too, and I deserve to have the pleasure as well. <laughs> yes, exactly. But more importantly, if you look at it from an energetic point of view, you cannot give energy, whether that's love or advice or service or whatever it is, that it's a form of energy, right? And you cannot give energy if you don't have any energy to give. So you need to recharge and refill your cup, mm -hmm. okay? And and like your phone needs to recharge when the battery's dying, right? Why why don't you do the same thing to yourself for ourselves, yeah? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, if we have a charged battery, we can give all day long. But if it if it's a, a flat dead battery, well, that's when we're on the um, and we're still trying to give. It, it's it's gonna cause a nervous breakdown or a burnout right mm -hmm. yeah wow. so so i teach my aspiring lionesses to prioritize their needs so that they can refill their cup often and i also teach them how to set healthy boundaries and to stick to the healthy boundaries mm -hmm. yeah but can you can we talk about boundaries because i heard somebody talk about how like there's boundaries for yourself Mm -hmm. But then, the, the, but then there's also a difference, like a rule, because like you put a boundary for yourself to protect yourself, but then there's also rules that you need to have for other people when they interact with you. Does it does it make sense? Is that making sense? Yeah, yeah, because you have um, core values. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So tell us about like some of like the ways that 
a person needs should try to set their boundaries for themselves because I know I've been I be I get so proud of myself when I set my own boundaries and I stick to them. So like, but can you talk a bit lot a bit about how someone can just like start off setting those boundaries for themselves? Oh well, I, I would highly recommend that they sat down and wrote down a list of things that they feel um, they are uh, core values. Things like um, truth, freedom, honesty, justice community, relationships, friendship, love, there's, there's a ton of them, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a list of what is so important for you that you are trying to protect, okay? Respect is, is usually quite high on the list, yeah? Mm-hmm. And so if somebody, uh, for me, <laughs> because I'm British, <laughs> I, I, I don't tolerate students who don't use please and thank you and who don't have the courtesy to cancel, um, give me enough notice to cancel a lesson. Mm -hmm. This goes against my core values because my core values came from my parents. You must, good manners don't cost any money whatsoever. So everybody on the planet, if they've got the right, have the right parenting, should should have good manners. This is what Mm -hmm. I was and I've loosened my my grip on that as I've got older. But still, I, I think I deserve respect from people because when I use the please and the thank you and I'm courteous, I'm showing them love and respect as a human being. I respect you as a human being. I'm not going to treat you like um, a stray animal on the road and kick you around mm-hmm. and scare you because this is very disrespectful, right? So right. I set boundaries and if I... If this student is disrespectful to me, then I say, I'm sorry, but we are not a good match. And I think uh, we need to um, uh, finish uh, finish the lessons. Mm. Not a good match. Yes, I've done this a couple of times, I have to say. I was going to ask, I was like, have you had to do that pretty often? Yes. And do, do, how, people, how do people respond when you like set that boundary? And they're like, do they often get mad or do they accept it? Like, do, or... They're mostly they're shocked because a lot of people don't expect you to cut your nose off to spite your face. Mm. But and, and and I was, I have to say, I was. However, I shouldn't have to tolerate somebody being disrespectful to me when it's such a an important core value for me. Mm-hmm. And I think people get messed up with that because they're like, well, I pay for you. You should do whatever. Well, I was like, yeah, yes, but- I'm not a slave. I'm not a robot. Exactly. Yeah, I think that meant yes. that entitlement mentality gets really yes. stuck for people. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. you are right. You you hit the nail on the head. People think, well, I've paid you, so therefore I kind of own you. You do what I what I tell you to do. No, mm-hmm. no, you pay me for my expertise and my time, and and for that you should be respectful. You should treat me in a respectful manner. I'm a I'm a professional. I'm an expert. Mm-hmm. I have something that you want. Yeah. Something you really need too. Yes. Yes. Well, let's talk about like the the successes because I like the positive. Can you give us some just like some, do you have like a favorite, uh, no names of course, but like do you have a favorite um, uh, person that you coached and just seeing their success um, that you were able to help and listen with them? You mean like a role model? Well, no, like somebody so so far since you've been coaching, since you've been in your coaching since 2020, oh. do, you, do you have like a favorite like 
a person, not favorite, because I don't want your people to know that you have favorites, <laughs> or like a good, like a, a a time where it was just like warmed your heart that you were able to provide this person with the ability to get their roar back? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I have been, I get lots of lovely messages from my aspiring lionesses, private messages telling me, Julie, you have changed my life. I might not have done it directly, but behind the scenes, it's obviously making a difference to them and they want to show their appreciation. So they send me messages and mm -hmm. they say, really, what you are doing is, is phenomenal. Keep, keep up the good work. Because sometimes as an entrepreneur, you don't get feedback and you're like, hmm, am I doing it right? And then the imposter syndrome kicks in, you know? Man, that's the hardest thing to get like people to review and to rate. Yeah. <laughs> so while you're listening, make sure you're reviewing relate people. <laughs> but anyway. But yeah. at, the, at the moment, I have a lovely lady. Um, and, and this is a wonderful story. Um, I found her in a Tony Robbins group. So I knew that she was um, looking to be a better version of herself, right? And I, I had this feeling that uh, she she was suffering with um, um, a lot of fear and low self-esteem. And so we, we got chatting and she was following me and she liked what I was posting. She saw how vulnerable I was in the, in the pride. Something really bad happened to me last year and I, and I kind of, I announced in the pride that I was gonna quit coaching, mm. but I, I decided no, no, I am not a quitter, I'm a lioness. Yes. <laughs> So I'll take a time out and then I'll get back into it. And because I did that, I earned a lot of respect from people in the pride, my, my Unleash Your Lioness pride. And she was following me and we have, um, she, she finally signed up to do the course, this 12 week course. And um, it has been really transformational. She hasn't completed it all because life gets busy. <laughs> Um, but the, the phases that she's completed so far, two phases, have been really, really instrumental. Um, she's done the pranic healing. She's done the inner child trauma stuff. That was really phenomenal work that, that um, I did for her. And we have now become best friends. And I never thought going on this journey I would find a best friend. So that is really quite a story. That's nice. And, and the the one thing I'm finding myself just in general, I'm my because I'm single and and but mm -hmm. I find that my my friendships mm -hmm. are growing to be more important. And yes. the sure. the intimacy that I get from those are just like paramount for me. Yes. Um, can you is there like with with your new friendship? Is that something you've just learned was that like a new, was that like a surprise for you to learn getting that friendship out of this, out of your coaching? Or is there like, is that, do you feel, find that people, I'm sorry, I'm trying to phrase my question properly. All right. Um, but like, I'm trying to say is, do you look into people and their friendships as something when they're going through this coaching? as something that they maybe need to, you know, work in, work with, get yes. friendships. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so, so the reason why I set up my pride is so that I can help bring 
like-minded people together and people who have kind of have the same um, energy vibe. And I feel like um, a lioness, a mother lioness, and they're my cubs and I want to protect them and I want to help them nurture them to raise their vibrations and be better versions of themselves. So I think because I'm a transformational coach and not a business coach, I feel like it's really important to have that connection with my aspiring lionesses. And I have a lot of, I have made a lot of friends myself Mm -hmm. and I've, I've, I've gone out specifically to find wonderful lionesses who can bring value and showcase their work and how they can help my aspiring lionesses on their lioness journey. And this for me is um, a wonderful thing, giving back to humanity. And so I, I do treat each and every one of them um, like, like a friend, but they're at different levels. And for me, it's, um, it's all about showing unconditional love and, and helping raise the vibration of the planet. Mm-hmm. And when you say vibrations, I hear that a lot because I'm 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 a but I'm getting into my spiritual okay. spirituality bag. Can you <laughs> when you say like raising your vibrations? Yes. What do you mean by that? Right. Okay. So so if you think of this is this is great. Nikola Tesla says, if you really want to understand how the universe works, you need to think in terms of energy, vibration, and frequency. Everything. Mm-hmm vibrates at a certain frequency and that's how you get a solid object that's how you get a solid object that's black or blue or green oh okay colors colors vibrate at different frequencies okay oh didn't i know that okay and yeah because it's the molecules you know vibrating oh and yeah you, okay. you, so so this this will this will really um bring it home for you when you feel anxious and when you feel depressed and sad do you feel a heaviness in your body yes you feel like you've got the world's problems on your shoulders and your shoulders go down Mm -hmm. yeah okay Mm -hmm. and the reason for that is because the molecules are vibrating slowly Mm, When, when, when molecules vibrate slowly they suddenly take on a lot of mass and weight okay so that's low vibration when you're in a high vibrational state, the, the, uh, the, when you're in happiness and joy, okay, and excitement, your, your, your atoms, molecules are vibrating so fast. Mm. And that agitation causes you to be lighter, to feel lighter in your body. Like you can skip and jump and run, yeah? Right. You can't skip, jump and run when you're depressed and sad, can you? Oh, sure do not. I I skip and well, I may skip and jump into the bed and don't get up. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> right. So yeah. that's that's the best way to explain it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I well, I like that. Thank you for explaining that because I think that this we hear is just because we all live on TikTok and especially during the pandemic, just like hearing these tidbits of information, but not really understanding where these these informations. The origins of them. Okay. Um, so like when you said vibration, like just explain that. Um, so can you since we're kind of in the explaining phase, mm-hmm. with the law of attraction, I just want to go back up, like 
yeah. you talk about like creating your your life by design and yes. not by default into your coaching. Yes. I love. Can, yes. So, can you talk about what does that mean for you and and how how do you guide women into reclaiming that control over their lives? Okay, so um, there are twelve common. I have to use the word common universal laws, Ooh, of the okay. universe, which the universe. Um, adheres to which we're just not aware of okay but because the movie the secret yeah the book yeah. has publicized the law of attraction everybody seems to be knowing knows about the law of attraction right yeah the law of attraction doesn't work on its own you can't just have a dream pop into your head and sit on the couch and watch netflix it doesn't work like that okay <laughs> sorry got- guys Sorry, I was just joking. I was like, "Sorry, y'all." She's telling y'all you can't. <laughs> You've got to put a little bit of effort in, and you are rewarded for the effort that you put in, right? Mm-hmm. So, by using the law of attraction and the law of action, these two important universal laws work together. You can design, in quotation marks, the dream life that you really want, and that means you can have everything you've ever dreamt of and more. And I teach um, people in my Law of Attraction Challenge um, these two powerful laws, as well as other techniques which raise their vibrations so they can manifest more powerfully. Now, if you've got low vibrations, you're feeling anxious, sad, and depressed, you manifest zero, nothing, okay? Mm, yeah. But if you're feeling happy and joyful and grateful and positive and optimistic, you can manifest anything you want. But you've also got to start taking the steps, the action plan, in order to move you along your journey, okay? Uh-huh. And set the intention that, yes, I've got this vision that I want, and I've raised my vibrations, and now I'm going to start moving towards my dream. And this is my action plan, and this is step one, two, three, and I'm going to start. And once you've set that intention and you've proven to the universe that you definitely want this dream life, things start coming into uh, into play, yeah? And, right. and you get signs and all sorts of other weird and wonderful things happen, you know? <laughs> yeah? Do, yeah. Can I ask, sorry, just not to cut you off, but do you believe in angel number, numbers and stuff? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I set, I set my alarm for 11-11. That's, oh. that's in the morning and that's in the evening because this is the um, the code of activation time, eleven eleven. Ah, oh, code uh, of activation. And so I have very powerful affirmations that I read, you know, out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, these angel numbers are really important. Yes, yeah. Oh. So is that like how you maintain? Because like I feel like the hardest thing for me just when I was just in life in general is just keeping that consistency so is that like you coach yourself out of your as you said in your notations the shit dumpster um so do you have a coach or do you just or do you just keep using the things that you've gleaned to keep you accountable for your own happiness or i've had a couple of coaches i've just started starting with a new coach oh cool yeah um but but what you've got to remember is when you start to vibrate at a higher level, and, and this is this might be really a shock to some people, some listeners out there, 
<laughs> some people who you think are in your inner circle and they're there to stay will suddenly fall away for some whatever reason it is they suddenly your your, your relationship mm -hmm. is with them and the main reason for that is because you are both no longer on the same vibrational frequency anymore Mm -hmm. So the higher you rise, raise your vibration, the more this is going to happen. And when it happened to me, I was so depressed and sad. And I'm thinking, am I such a bad person? All these people are leaving my life. And mm -hmm. I thought they were going to be with me forever. And, mm -hmm. I, and now I realize you, you need to make room in your life. You know, we're not, we're not limitless people. And, um, I don't know what the magic number is, but let's say it's um, 10 close friends. Um, if those close friends are vibrating at a lower frequency and you're raising your vibration, well, one or two of them are going to fall off, mm -hmm. fall away to make space for people who are at your new frequency. Yeah. And help you move along your journey through life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate your, 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 perspective on that because I know as I've been going through just the this change because they say like you change every seven years oh, yeah. I, I, yeah like I, and I had to work through that grief too of losing yes. uh, friendships that I held so close yes um do you find that that's like the one of the hardest things for women to kind of let go is yes. those, those yes, because, mm -hmm. because women in particular and I have to say <laughs> I've been reincarnated as, as men many, many times. I have a lot of male energy, but, okay. in, this, but in this reincarnation, I'm female. Mm -hmm. I know that it's inherent in me to hang on to relationships and try and um, create a very strong bond. So mm -hmm. it's a lot more difficult for me to, um, to break the bonds. And when they break, it really affects me a lot. But with men, I think it's less that they put up barriers to protect themselves. You know, they're not emotional yeah. beings like we are. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's more like a societal thing, too, because like we all have the same emotions. But with men, they've been taught to like, you know what, just don't cry. Don't show no weakness. Yeah. But with women, I feel like we're like, yeah, you can cry. Go ahead, do that. <laughs> do you do you feel like that's like something that stands in the way of like yes. women and men just kind of communicating sometimes. <laughs> yes. I mean, growing up, I was, I think my, my father saw me as the, um, the boy, the little boy he never had. So he kind of treated me like a boy. Ah, okay. And I was kind of fitting into that persona. Mm -hmm. I grew up being a tomboy, you know, yeah. playing with boys toys because they were a lot more fun than girls toys. But, but also I was taught, you know, you, yeah, you, you don't cry. Crying is a weakness. You don't oh, cry. Okay. And so it's taken me a while when I'm crying, I hear my father's voice in my head going, no, you don't cry. You're not allowed to cry. It's a weakness. And it's taken me a while to get over that, to mm. allow these emotions to come through and to just feel them and be, sit with them and let them flow. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you noticed, like, now that you're more um do you do you feel like you can access your emotions a little bit easier now that you have uh been been on this healing journey and that you do like find yourself crying or being just more emotive yeah definitely definitely but yeah. also 
what you may or may not know, there are um, very powerful um, energy, cosmic energies being projected onto the planet, which is helping us evolve as humanity and spiritual beings, because we're basically spiritual beings inside a human being body, having a human being experience, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And so these, these very powerful cosmic energies are affecting the soul and people are waking up to um, the truth on what's going on in the planet and waking up to their emotions, waking up to their masculine or feminine energy. People are realizing they need to heal themselves from all the trauma they've experienced. Mm-hmm. And that our yeah, and that our ancestors experienced too. Exactly. Like it's just it's so yes. deep brain. Yes. It's, it's interesting you said that because I remember I, I did talk to this astrophysicist and he's like, our bodies are made up of the same thing that the universe is. And yes. I was like, I said, mm-hmm. so it makes sense why like people really fall into like the astrology because I'm like, Ooh, we yes. are that. Like I was like, so it makes so much sense. Sorry, yes. I just when you said that, I was like, man, that's so cool. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I know we're getting close to our 60 minutes and this has been great. Like I, I've gotten so much out of this, just hearing okay. you talk about that. So I thank you. For, uh, oh, but so, so I want to get towards the last thing. I just want to ask you to just, if you don't mind, give us some um, advice or words of encouragement uh, you would give to, to a woman who is like struggling with that fear, the self-esteem issues. Mm. Yes. And what would you say to just our listeners, uh, to my listeners as well, like just getting out their way? Yeah. Okay, great. I've got three pieces of advice, gold nuggets, I call them. Um, okay. The, the first one being the most important is to be aware. Um, awareness is everything now. To be aware that you, you need to change to live a happier, more magical life. Mm. Because once you've made that awareness, then you can do something about it. But if you're ignorant to what's to what's going on, mm-hmm. then you've got no impetus, no motivation to do anything about it, right? Right. Okay, so that's the first thing. The second thing I would say would be to um, <clears throat> look at your, I call it the dreaded comfort zone. Okay? <laughs> oh, that comfort zone be so comfortable, honey. <laughs> yeah. And so many people just will not allow themselves to step out of it. And I really have to impart this really huge, big gold nugget on your audience. And that is the magic happens outside the comfort zone. Mm. If you want magical miracles and magical, massive magical manifestations, I'm writing a book about that, (laughs) then you need to step outside your comfort zone. Think of it this way. You, there's a tree, a really big solid oak tree and the trunk is the strongest part of the tree right so you're gra- you're gripping hold of the trunk for dear life but the trunk is not where the fruit and the flowers are is it uh-uh. no you they're on the edge of the branches at the end so you have to climb up that tree walk along those branches and to get to the wonderful fruit and flowers uh-huh. and so that's inch by inch you need to crawl up that tree Baby step after baby step, you need to expand your um, your comfort zone. And by doing that, you will face your fears. Okay? Yeah. Little by little, you will start to become more and more fearless. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah. the final the final gold nugget I would say is to just hire a great transformational mindset coach who, who will transform your mindset. If you feel like you can't do it yourself, then hire somebody who's gone on that journey so that you get the shortcut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. And yeah. I think we know one. I think her name is Julie. Um, and also, well, I'm sorry, one last question. Do you have any, like anyone who is, who is still just ready? Cause you mentioned some books that you read, who is, who's not oh, yet yeah. ready to get into the, get their own coach, but they're just needing just something. Is there any books or some literature uh, that you would recommend for anyone that's just wanted to like yes. start? The two, the two, uh, no, the three, huge life changing um, self-development books that really helped me was um, the the most famous one out there is um, Chicken Soup for the Soul by Jack Canfield. I used to love those books so much. Yeah, that is one. You can just dive into that book any at any time and it'll it'll just raise your vibrations and make you feel so much better. Yeah, I love the kids ones. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The other, the other book which really helped me is um, Susan Jeffers, uh, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Mm. I know many people have read this book, but the practical exercises in that book are life-saving. Okay. And the third book is uh, Brian Tracy, Eat That Frog. Eat That Frog, okay. <laughs> and that's, that's a book about prioritizing your life so that you do the ugly stuff and the boring stuff first and mm-hmm. you you finish the day on a high note i like that okay mm-hmm. yeah. okay great analogy yeah yeah i love that well julie thank you so 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 much for your flexibility i know we had to reschedule this a couple of times because life was life and real hard on my end uh, <laughs> that's okay. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for the invitation. I really of, appreciate it. Of course. And anytime, I would love to have you back on. Maybe we can do another one, just check in. Because my oh, goal yeah. is to eventually have like a, a, maybe like a panel discussion with some okay. other like-minded women and yes. definitely we can tag team together because I want you to get to your one billion women because... Oh, thank you. Think, yes, well, ma'am. I am doing it through a ripple effect. Not directly, yes. but yeah. through a ripple effect, right? Of course, because like you, the one person can be just that one pebble in that river just to exactly. get everyone. So exactly. I'm hoping this helps people. And oh, Julie, please let everyone know how they can reach you if they want to schedule. Uh, are you doing like a consultation and what they can do to to start becoming a fearless lioness? Well, I will share with you my link tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I will I also, if anybody's interested in doing this fun and transformational law of attraction challenge i'm running it for the 12th time and uh, it's it's worth 679 dollars but i'm only charging 22 dollars and 22 cents two 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 okay um but yeah i've run it successfully now 11 times and i'm doing it for the 12th time and okay. and seriously you'll have so much fun really Okay. Well, yeah, if there's a link to that, you, you yes. can definitely send it and I will put it in the description because I think I want to do that because I've been wanting to like, there's so many things that I want to do okay. and I've been on the progress of working through it. And I was like, I really just need to just stop being so scared. <laughs> so yes. I will, So if anybody want to do it with me, we're, we'll link it together. You hit me up in the message. I'll make cool. it, um, 
I'll put it in my uh, Facebook group too. And oh, see yeah. if we could get some people to do it with us. If not, I can do it by myself. I got other people. <laughs> you will be alone. You will be alone. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, thank you so much, every uh, uh, Julie. And as always, everyone, I love you. And bye bye. Ciao for now. Ciao. <laughs>